0: Good morning. I hope you're having a happy Sunday morning. Welcome back to another edition of Miami Valley Voices on this Cox radio station. I am your host from the Dayton Daily News, Ron Rollins, and I'm in the studio with Michelle Riley, the CEO of the Food Bank. How are you? I'm
1: well. Thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. Glad you're here. Uh, We are here to up. You were here in the fall and uh, people who listen to the show know you show up a couple times a year, usually on the front end and back end of the Valley Food Relief holiday fundraising campaign for the food bank that the Dayton Daily News does uh, with our readers and and with the food bank. And uh, so we had you here in November at the kickoff. And this weekend, it kind of wraps up. Um, um, we'll talk a little bit in a while about how the campaign went. Um, but first, too, before we turn on the mics, you mentioned something that kind of surprised me, which is that um, you, you, you find as you do your job that people often don't know what the food bank exactly is or does, even though they know the name of the thing, but they don't really understand your role or your mission. So that's a good place to start. What, what does the food bank do?
1: So our mission is to acquire and distribute food. That's easy. It's
0: very fun to say. That's All it. right, what are we going to talk so. about now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: a lot of times, though, out in the public, um, when, when when I speak, people think that we are acting as a pantry. You're
0: uh, not a food pantry. We are right. not. You're a not. Food people pantry. do not roll up and individually get food from you.
1: We do not, right. unless we have an outdoor farmers market when we right. produce during the growing season. Gotcha. You wouldn't have them there. But uh, what we do do is provide food for kids' cafes, food. Uh, soup kitchens, shelters and pantries that are local. So if you serve the hungry or have a hunger uh, program, then you're probably getting your food from the food bank.
0: So that would be like church pantries, uh, I'm on the pe- people I'm on the I'm on the board of House of Bread, it's a soup kitchen in West Dayton and so there's organizations all through the through the through Montgomery County. Oh, actually, is it just Montgomery County, or which you serve Preble and as, as well? And Green. And Green. Yes. Through that area, that basically those church and and other soup pa- or soup kitchens and food pantries, they receive their food from you
1: guys. That's correct. So you guys
0: are the main scraper up of the food, and where where's the food come from?
1: So so we recover food every day. We have five trucks on the road, so we get our food uh, through state grants for uh, coming through the farm bill. Mm. So Governor Kasich provides about $326,000 a year for both canned food, shelf-stable food, mm. and for fresh produce. Bless his and heart.
0: And actually, that's a big cause of his. Yeah.
1: So that produce yeah. goes directly to places that otherwise don't have pantries. So we take that food to Preble County and to Greene County and to senior citizen centers mm. where otherwise they aren't accessing the food pantry system okay
0: so there's that's and where
1: else so we get our food from the state we get the usda hmm. uh, so if, if farmers go in and i'm just going to use this as an example grow too much corn then they would go in and buy off corn to stabilize the you know they so the, corn government, growth, right, they okay. the government and then we receive any of that bonus product oh, okay, through the usda right, okay. and then of course we have five trucks on the road We buy wholesale Mm -hmm. um, and it's important that we say we spend about $500,000 a year in wholesale Mm -hmm. and Valley Food Relief is about 40% of that wholesale budget that we raise. Um, and then the last way is through canned food drives. Okay. So a lot of organizations, especially over the holidays, hold canned food drives. for Food us. bins they see at their church and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's really five streams of food.
0: That's cool. And now, how much does it? How How do the organizations and food pantries that receive the food do
1: they get it from you for free? Do they pay for it a little bit or what? So they don't pay for the food, but there there's two ways they can get it. So last year we distributed 7.5 million pounds of food. About half of that went for zero cost the only time that there is a charge assessed is if the, we have to handle it repack it or transport it and mm. then there's 10 cents a pound so 600 pounds of food for sixty dollars just to cover your costs that's correct much. does that cover your costs? It, not always but right. there are grants that's why we write grants I mean we are not in the business to charge for food we're not in the business to mm. make money from other nonprofits we try to get the food to them as mm. much as possible for free
0: and how many other how many nonprofits are you dealing with and getting food there out there are to?
1: 86 right now that are currently using Across
0: that three-county area. Yes. Is that enough? Is that about right? That sounds like a lot.
1: It, so it's not enough in Green and Preble. It mm-hmm. is enough in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Dayton has a, a larger food system uh, to distribute for those who are in need than Green and Preble, and obviously because it's rural.
0: Because of And is that because of need or just because of the metropolitan area has more infrastructure that's related that way or a little bit of both?
1: So there's 125,000 people that report food insecurity. uh, And both of the numbers... Define that, by the way. uh, So if you're food insecure, that means on all of the papers that count Mm. that the government takes ticks Mm. that you can't provide for your family three meals a day. Okay. So it's the same way Um, if you... uh, qualify for food stamps.
0: Okay, so, um, so um, that that number is proportionally gonna be higher in Dayton, cause it's, uh, 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 there's because there's more poverty in the community, but.
1: More poverty and more population.
0: Yeah, okay. So, um, all right, so, so how does this work logistically between the organizations and you? I have my food pantry do I just roll my van up once a week and get what I need or how does it, how does, do it how does it work just
1: yeah. like that I mean okay. we're a warehouse and we are there we are in business to serve them so it depends on what your need and flow is we have some pantries uh, what we aren't is the food police mm-hmm. so the pantries <laughs> monitor themselves food and they police. yeah no food policing uh, so we don't dictate when their hours are open but clearly because of the system that's set up mm-hmm. we have somebody open most generally all the time mm-hmm. so we accommodate whatever their schedule is if they serve monthly if they serve weekly Mm -hmm. Uh, some serve daily especially Mm -hmm. kids cafes you know we have send out 1400 backpacks a week to kids who have been identified by their schools as food insecure and that's where the wholesale budget
0: and those are distributed through the school system or that's correct oh that 1400 1400 is is that number up down stable it's up
1: we have 382 kids still on the waiting list Oh, really? Yes. That's always alarming to me. Uh,
0: and they're on the waiting... Why does the waiting list exist? Because there's not enough food resources to get to them? Not correct. enough Not enough backpacks? I mean, what, that, to, what, would, what would correct that?
1: Both of those. Um, so the wholesale budget that I just told you, we spend $500,000 a year, and that's for mm. food that we have to buy, and, and that's because we can't put donated food in a kid's backpack. We have to buy that wholesale. And that's what Valley Food Relief is for. Mm-hmm. 40% of that budget, dollar mm. for dollar, goes to that, to the, and we buy the kids' backpacks, they sure. run about $3.23 a pack. Okay. Uh, and the reason that there's a waiting list is because last a uh, year before last fiscal year, we were just under a thousand. Mm-hmm. Morgan Stanley generously donated fifty thousand dollars, so we could take the kids oh. we had at that time off of the mm-hmm. waiting list. Wow! So we served them last year, but in the last year, three hundred eighty-two kids been
0: added to the list. Yeah.
1: Um, so okay, so let's talk
0: about Valley Food Relief. How did sure. it go this year?
1: It went great. Thank okay. you. Yes, sure, it was absolutely. very exciting. How we much raised, did we raise? So uh, today, I say
0: we. This is Dayton Daily News readers, pretty much. Yes. Yeah.
1: So to date, we raised one hundred ninety-one thousand and course, we'll still have Money Trickle we'll in for the next two to three months.
0: And that's mostly small donations? I mean, that's a uh, lot well, of... Well,
1: actually, this year, we had fewer donors. So this year, we had 2,219 donors. That's still a lot of people. It is. And to just put it in perspective. All of whom,
0: God bless you. You're dating, dealing new subscribers. That's, we love you twice. Right, that's right. That's
1: right. So let's just put it in perspective. Last year, at the not at the end uh, of when we're reporting now, but after all the money had been tallied mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year, we raised 213, and we're at 291. So we'll probably get mm-hmm. very close to that number. Yeah. But last year, we had 2,600 donors. This year, we had 22, which says that actually hmm. the amount of the donations are up. It's up. Yeah, but people, fewer people are writing people larger checks. Yes. Huh.
0: that's interesting. So, uh, and, and we've asked this question before, so characterize this kind of fundraising now in the economic climate in which we find ourselves. I mean, the economy is you know getting better depending on who you ask or, mm-hmm. or who you are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're certainly not in the recession we were in when you and I started having these conversations three or four years ago
1: so well, how, how, how does it feel right now I, I i'm very hopeful because last year we reported 127,000 people food insecure this year there's 125 and people are like you know that's 2000 is not a lot to get excited about mm-hmm. but actually it is because that actually is, yeah. yeah since 2008 we've seen numbers go nothing but up and they're going they were spiking at a, at a rate that we couldn't control right. nor could we get everyone fed now that they're leveled out and they're going actually down by 2,000. We're hopeful that as the economy improves and Mm -hmm. people get back to work with a sustainable wage that Mm -hmm. they'll continue to improve.
0: And who does the the counting of food insecurity, where does that number come from? Is that a USDA number or is that a federal number? A
1: little bit of all, right? So census collects some of that information, USDA, Ohio Department of Job and Family Services.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so is it hard to, so you're not dealing directly with the people who are receiving the food in your organization, you're dealing sort of through the middle person, if you will, of the pantry or the, the, the kid's kitchen, as you put it. I mean, um, is it hard to sort of, in your position at the C, uh, as the CEO at the food bank, to sort of, uh, get a sense f- for what's happening on the ground with these the, the folks who are actually who are food insecure and if so how do you do that Just you can't see me but I'm smiling
1: uh, I that's just kind of hard actually it, yeah well yeah and it's my job to make oh. sure I'm not sitting in my office I mean I go well, okay. out yeah, yeah. Um, especially on the mobiles which is my favorite to go out You know, when I forget why I'm doing what I'm doing or why it's important, Mm. I go out to a mobile, especially to the seniors, uh, because really our most vulnerable population are our kids and our seniors. Um, And with the seniors, they're in a generation where a lot of times they won't ask for help. Mm. So the reason I love taking fresh produce to them is Mm. while they don't get help from the government in terms of SNAP Mm. or they don't, you know, ask for help in terms of their local pantries, they right. will walk down when I bring a bag of fresh apples because they're still cooking. So that's, right. I mean, if I need to remember why I'm here, I just, I go on those mobiles. I try to get on this, you know,
0: couple, yeah. that's cool. every month. Yes. Uh, describe the food bank facility for folks. It's a one-year-old? It
1: is exactly one-year-old. Wow, that's right, that's right. We're very excited about that. We went from... Uh, Let's describe the fusty, musty, bad-smelling place you were in before. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well, first of all, in 2016, we'll celebrate our 40-year anniversary. We started oh, wow. under the umbrella of the Red Cross. Right. So we had been in that building uh, since the 70s. Yes, and that building and so, did
0: get that building did get moved into. It did. Yeah, there's get a, into. a some sort of distribution company or something that's there. Yeah, so this was on Washington Street, the old building near yes. uh, near St. Clair Community College. And um, where did you move to a year ago?
1: A year ago, we built a brand new building. We had been saving funds since 2005, mm-hmm. and uh, we raised uh, 2.5 millions what we were approved for. Um, and our building came in at 1.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the help of Toyota production systems team which we don't talk a lot about it in the public but mm-hmm. um, we built up instead of out Uh, Meaning? We lifted what, originally we wanted to build 41,000 square feet and after all the studies were done, we decided to build 31,000 square feet and instead of building out, we Mm. went up. So we lifted the roof, the lid, whatever Mm, you want to call it, which resulted in about 244 more bins. For me, that's 10 semis. Oh, wow. So uh, that was a huge uh, savings. Mm. Uh, They also did a floor study for us and said that between a 10th and a 12th of our floor space, our warehouse space, was being used for the cans that we store food in mm-hmm. so they built an aerial lift uh, we designed an aerial lift over the logistics center mm-hmm. uh, where we roll barrels off and keep them up there i mean it's just little things like that that really mm. was a huge savings for us so the building's much more efficient and as a result uh about three months ago, we won the highest food safety award in the United States in food banking. Oh, Yes, wow. we were tied for number one. We got 990 out of 1,000. Wow, and who grants that? Who it's the American that? Bakers Institute. It's gold, kind of gold I standard. I didn't even know there was an American yeah, Bakers Institute. there is. They're responsible for food safety regulations when in well, the food industry and
0: warehousing. So when you talk about efficiency, it was designed, the Toyota people helped you. And this is Toyota, the car maker, right? Yes. How did they end up attached to the food uh, bank?
1: So I don't believe I'm allowed to really talk about that publicly, but okay. it came through our home office in Feeding America. Okay. We had some improvements, and as a result, instead of money, we, we got the help of their team, the Toyota production system. Oh, okay. Team.
0: So, but their engineers came in and basically yes, studied. And, and so And they designed it so that food kind of comes in one end and goes out the other end of the warehouse in, in a linear fashion so that you're not running food back and forth crazily around the, the Right. at
1: space. our old place we did a lot of cross-stocking right. and at this place it's all streamlined um, and we also quadrupled the space that we had for our freezers and coolers so we racked our freezers and coolers so before this we didn't um, for example three years ago we distributed 40,000 pounds of fresh fruits and vegetables hmm. last year it was 1.8 million um
0: well, that's just kind of a change in the way people eat now, right? It and what's is. available to it be is. donated, right?
1: It is, and we, and we, of course, we're out to recover the food that's free. I mean, their merchants are very um, generous in in this area, but we also, if we have a choice, want to give the most nutritious food possible, mm. and so this allowed us to take advantage of the 326000 that Governor Kasich offered mm. and to actually put, and it's good for the economy, right, because the money comes from the farm bill. We buy from Ohio. You can only buy from Ohio farmers, mm. so it puts it back in, the pockets, in their pockets when and then we distribute the food. That's cool.
0: Let's tell people what they're listening to. If you're just tuning in, this is Miami Valley Voices on this Cox radio station. I'm your host, Ron Rollins from the Dayton Daily News, and we're in the studio with Michelle Riley, the CEO of the Food Bank. Uh, wrapping up um, this uh, year's Holiday Valley Food Relief campaign in which uh, readers, um, mostly readers from the Dayton Daily News, bless you all, uh, donated $191,000 yes, to, uh, to 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 the food bank and its and its programs to feed hungry people around uh, the Miami Valley. So, now, the, the money from the Valley Food Relief, it all goes straight to buy food,
1: right? That's correct. It's right. dollar for dollar. I think one thing that's fun about this campaign, I got a call. This was my first call in four years like this. And that was, you sent us a recognition letter, but you sent it with another remit envelope, mm-hmm. right? So when we send our thank you envelope, mm-hmm. or our thank you letter mm-hmm. with the donation acknowledgement, uh, another remit envelope goes in it. And it was a good question to have. And so, Just in case people yeah. want to give a little more, right? <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, it's really different than that. The reason mm-hmm. that we do that is, um, and while we value all donations, well, sure. and, and the larger ones, of course, move the number along faster, mm-hmm. the thought is that, uh, sometimes it's harder for someone to give $10 than it is for someone to give $1,000. And so a lot of our donors... That's
0: definitely true my case. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of donors give a smaller amount, but oh. they give it every month. Oh, I see. And so we You're don't want... You're saving the
0: postage if they actually want to do a monthly. We are, like that, and right? so
1: we don't want our donors to think we're mm. you know, not grateful or overextending. We do that sure. because um, the majority of our donations come in in much smaller amounts. That $191,000 most of those donations were under $70.
0: Well, actually talk about that a little bit because a lot of what you do is based around you know, marketing and perception and stuff, and, and and food, food insecurity, food benefits, SNAP, all that stuff gets wrapped up in, in political conversations too, and, mm-hmm. and moral, ethical conversations and mm-hmm. and bootstrapping and poverty and stuff. It kind of hand grenade stuff in today's culture. So, um, how in your position, how do you find yourself wading into that, and w- how does it affect what you do?
1: I just wade right in. <laughs> I just really, I think that it's our uh, responsibility to have a reasonable voice on for the people whose voices can't be heard. So, mm-hmm. for those that are most vulnerable. So, and it just depends on where the issue's at. So, for example, I think Governor Kasich with his work. Uh, around faith-based communities is fantastic work, mm. um, but that has nothing to do with any type of political affiliation we have. He is making changes where we are tightening um, who can get funding. And uh, for example, able-bodied workers, um, there is a there was a uh, a change that came through that said that if you were able to work, mm. in one of the many ways that you could be. Um, exempt from that, mm. you you didn't qualify for those, that you had to work or volunteer right. for 20 hours. And we thought that that was reasonable. We took a lot of gruff for that because, you know, a lot of people said, oh, well, if you're on dire straits, you know, you shouldn't have parameters set around mm-hmm. you. But we know that we have to continue to tighten up how we do things and mm. as the government and as the economy improves mm. to look at who gets food but then we didn't, we didn't stand beside him when he did food snap cuts, mm. so it just depends. So we believe that if you really qualify for SNAP mm. and that we have proven in every way that you need help, mm. that you shouldn't have the amount that, mm. it it's, was a very small amount, I think it's 184 and they want to cut it $30, we did not approve mm. of that. So when you ask where I stand politically, it depends on what the issue is and sure. how we feel it will uh, have an effect on those who are hungry. How do you find you,
0: how do you find yourself sort of marketing the need out into the community in terms of raising money for things other than Valley Food Relief. For Valley Food Relief the paper kind of does it for you for that single campaign. But how much of your time goes into I mean certainly all CEOs at any nonprofit spend a lot of time just raising money obviously. Right. But how do you find yourself out in the community how much of your time is spent pitching the mission, arguing for the mission Making the case for the mission with either donors or or other community folks.
1: So not as much as most CEOs. Um, that's, that's interesting. Um, I truly didn't ever want to be a CEO. I love the position of COO. I like operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I got this job, the board said, "You know, you can you have your choice. you can be in operations or you can be you know a, a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So I spend about forty to fifty percent of my time, and most CEOs spend seventy five percent of their time, but I spend about forty five to fifty percent mm-hmm. of my time out building relationships. Now we don't hold fundraisers, so right. that's the other twenty five percent that other CEOs have to deal with. Right. I mean, we are in the business to serve others, so we don't hold we don't sell tickets, we don't hold events. Um, the only event in four years that we've held is when we had our groundbreaking ceremony, and that was not a fundraising event. Now, when we turn when we turn 40, uh, we're kicking around different ideas that mm-hmm. we want to do. But I think what we will probably do at mm-hmm. this point, uh, the conversation is wrapped around having one event, mm-hmm. and that whatever we make, that that. After you know we pay for our expenses, that the credit would then be given to our member agencies. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only type of event we'll ever have because we've been committed to not taking money out of their pockets. Sure, sure. And how long has it been since the food bank was detached from the Red Cross? I forget. It predates you, but yeah, it was
0: 2008. Okay, and that's about right. I think that's about right. Um, So uh, you mentioned a COO background for yourself. What's what's the what's the what's the path that led you to this job?
1: Oh, I was a teacher of first grade. For six oh, really? years, and I loved it, and I'd probably still be there if I hadn't gone into administration. Wow. Dr. Matt came to Dayton, and um, I went into a principal academy and became administration with him. And I left when he did. Mm-hmm. I went to the YWCA and their programs mm-hmm. uh, for domestic violence, chronic homelessness, and mm-hmm. uh, poverty. I started there in their daycare, and then mm-hmm. took over as a chief operating officer. And I love that job. I, st- we had, uh, I still love some that
0: on the radio, on this a fantastic program a couple
1: a uh, couple uh, weeks ago, actually. Yes, yeah. I'm very happy with the work she's doing. Yeah, fantastic doing, organization.
0: Yeah, she talked a lot about the, um, I didn't realize until she was on that that's a 100-year-old building that yeah. they're in downtown. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like a 100-year-old building in the ar- architecturally, and and I, she's we, we talked a lot about the campaign they're doing where they're gonna basically gut it and renovate the inside.
1: Oh yeah, they're doing fantastic work, and I would still be there if not for this job. Mm-hmm. When this job opened up, I had five people within a half hour call me and say, you hmm. do realize it's a warehouse, you do realize it's (laughs) Operations and you would love that job. Right, right, right. Um, And I honestly, when I went, didn't think I had a chance because there were a lot of people who wanted it. Um, But operations really is the key. That's what. Makes sure. me motivated. Well,
0: there is a big fundraising piece, though, certainly, because you said you, you you raised the funds for the, the the new building.
1: Well, they'd been working on this. Had since they been 2005. Oh, okay. yeah, I can't take credit for that. The last CEO oh, was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, the last She's <laughs> probably not listening. You know? <laughs> she was the founding mother, and she ran a fantastic organization. She, she handed Burma, me. She ran it for correct. a long time. Yeah. She did. She was right. the only CEO. Oh, I don't think I knew out. that. Yeah, yes. okay, yeah. So she handed me
0: yeah. money. I dealt with her for years, yeah. We'd have this kind of conversation with her about when, when, uh, when I first got to the Dayton Daily News, God, back in the oh, a long time ago in uh, The Early Bronze Age. Um, she was, <laughs> I, I was, I was in charge of the coverage for Valley Food Relief, and, and she'd always, you know, it's like I'd always have to call her and find out what the weekly, yeah. weekly funding update was. And she when was she always, left, it was almost with, yeah.
1: thirty years, and she was the f- one who brought it out from this organization as a standalone wow. nonprofit. That takes that takes a lot of courage yeah. and a lot of uh, wherewithal to do that.
0: You yeah, know, Dayton though kind of has a tradition of, of these, maybe not maybe not currently, but 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 when over time, I mean, I've been here since 1986, and, and it seems like. The nonprofit world in Dayton did have a lot of really long-running CEOs and a lot of really key organizations around the Dayton area for an awful long time. Who many of whom have recently, just in the last few years, retired or moved on. But but that it, it says something about the community and the leadership. I
1: think. Yeah. I hope to retire from there. That's honest. I mean, it's my yeah. dream. It's been the best job I've ever had. Oh really? Oh yeah. And what I do love you like it. about it? What do you? Everything. Uh, the people who are there. Uh, do it because, the, really, because of the mission. Mm-hmm. They don't do it for the money. They don't. I mean, it's nonprofit. There's not a lot of money. I was going to say, yeah. But they do it because they love to come there. I work with a great team who has a smile. We and we're small, so we yeah, can be innovative. Staff, yeah. 20, I'm the only. I'm one of 21. Okay. Um, but you know, so you can you can make decisions where you actually see what the benefit and the mm-hmm. change is right mm-hmm. in front of you mm-hmm. you know when you get a larger staff you don't get to see that so I know everyone's name I see them every day mm-hmm. uh, we're a very close team we have daily meetings mm-hmm. um, it's all logistics so mm-hmm. you kind of have to I, it's like drinking water out of a fire hose every day oh yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, so, and that's fun I love the pace of it when I get there I look up it's time to go home so.
0: yeah yeah the journalism can be a little like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, you're, you're in the new building um the, the the it's interesting that the number of food insecure people reported to you in the market is has actually gone down a little bit mm-hmm. the economy is a little bit better ideally you put yourself out of business but you don't you never really will but imagine the organization 5 years down the road i mean where what does the food bank look like what's your mission how has your mission changed in 5 years perhaps
1: so when I got there, we were distributing about 5 million pounds of food. Right.
0: Well, because we that was got a left. Yeah, that right.
1: exp- that's where we had to expand. So now we're going to probably hit 8.7 this year. So okay. we're just now kind of hitting capacity of what we can do with the staff. Okay. And so I don't see growing the staff. But I do see keeping the staff we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, I, my thought is that instead of providing just enough to keep people 's doors open that we can actually help the pantries keep them stocked because right now we all run out of food and they end up spending money on a wholesale budget, so mm-hmm. our hope is that while we are never be a store that you can shop at that we 'll be able to provide more food and the right kinds of food for them.
0: Mm-hmm. and is um what else is on the horizon for the place in terms of?
1: I don't know, but you're going to ask me about the farmer who called. Oh, that's right, that's right. Before, uh,
0: thank you for reminding me. Before, yeah, we, um, <laughs> yeah, tell that story before we turned to the mics on. You told a funny story that stems from the last time you were here in the fall. Yeah, well, we did like the last November, radio station right before station, Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, yeah, You
1: were teasing me and said, "Now somebody's going to come up and tell you that you heard the radio station." Sure enough, I got a phone call from a farmer who I don't I don't know that he wants to know your name, but he called sure. and said, "Hey, I heard the radio station, and I want to meet with you because I have four acres that we're not farming that I want to teach my sons to." Get back and we were oh. hoping that we could meet with you and we'd like to plant those four acres and oh, then cool. donate it to the food bank Wow so that's, that's amazing cool. that's, that's really cool yeah
0: I mean cool. it's fun, I mean it's funny I mean I, I I run into people who have heard the program where I talk to guests later on and they say oh yeah somebody some heard me on the radio yeah. I um, but you never really know how the um, the stuff you do impacts or doesn't you know yeah. so that's really a nice story that's cool yeah. um, if if um, Let's see. And so Valley Food Relief starts next year again. Thirty-three 30 years. years, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, and the news the newspaper loves that campaign. But uh, but uh, what do you do the other ten months- eleven months of the year? I mean, does your fundraising continue throughout, or Valley Food Relief is a big chunk of? Of of funding that falls in your lap, like for it a particular is. season. But what what are the fundraising activities the rest of the year?
1: So we have, um, there's a couple, right? Uh, one is the pancake breakfast that they have for us. We receive quite a few funds from that. Mm-hmm. Then we have Stamp Out Hunger with the post office. Oh, I don't know about every. that. Yes, yes, that's coming up. Then we have. Um, hmm. Well, really, those those are the the big ones. I don't know about but Stamp, Stamp Out Hunger. Tell, a, tell us about that. So they'll yeah. have you'll see a flyer from your post office, and if you put a bag of food on. If you put a bag of food on the... On your post office box, they they bring all that back, and that that so check the about website 20, to find about twenty thousand, yeah, about twenty thousand pounds. Wow! So years. tell people how to reach you and how to contact you. You can reach me at four six one zero two six five extension eleven, or so you today, can right? give and donate right at www.thefoodbankdayton.org. Just hit the donate button. Cool, excellent. And then anybody can email me anytime at M. Riley at mreilly@thefoodbankdayton.org. I so like to actually hear from people because it keeps me in touch with what you know what the prescriptions sure. are.
0: And they can send money <laughs> yes. anytime they want. They can donate. Yes. They can donate through the website too right they
1: can um, and also really is important to us as donations volunteers we have 20 to 30 volunteers every day because every can of food that comes in has to mm. be inspected for an in- expiration date right. and the integrity of the package before we can rehand it out right so uh we
0: have just literally a couple of seconds left you talked about what you love about the job what what keeps you awake
1: uh what does keep me awake uh Making sure that I've covered all the bases. I mean, we have a very small staff. Mm. Um, we are responsible for all 88 for sec- food security. Uh, we have to go in for compliance and do f- safety audits. Uh, keeping up with food recalls, making sure that nobody I gets hadn't even bad about food. That. Yeah. I mean, that's really concerning to me because we give out uh, expiration dates. that's different than the merchant's date. Mm-hmm. So making sure no expired unhealthy food gets in the hands of people that don't mm-hmm. need it. Making sure that those 382 kids get fed. It's on my waiting list. That kind of thing. That's a long waiting
0: list. Except, it sounds like maybe somebody will hear the program today and call you with another fifty thousand dollar grant. You never know. I have know. one
1: more thing. They said sure. a lot of people ask me, "Look, if I want to teach my kids how to give back, what can I do?" That's a good question. Um, and my most favorite thing to tell people is, we try to put a note in every backpack that we send out. Oh. I remember when you were in school and you'd open a yeah. somebody open a lunch near you and the mom would have right, put right. a note that says, "Have a great day." Right. We try to do the same thing. And so we tell people, "Look, if you don't have the money and you want to teach your kids how to give back," We, you just put on a three-by-five card mm-hmm. and just put an encouraging note, like you can do it, have a great day, we care about you, something oh, that's like nice. that. And then they can decorate it however they like, and then we put one in every backpack, 1,400 a week.
0: Well, that's cool. And again, find out how to reach you through the website. Yes. Uh, we've been in the studio with uh, Michelle Riley, the CEO of the Food Bank. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. And thank you to everybody who donated to Valley Food Relief this year. Remember, you can keep on giving and go to the Food Bank website for, uh, to find out how to do that. This is uh, Miami Valley Voices. I'm Ron Rollins. I'll see you next week.